Hey everybody, I would like to welcome you to another episode of Pop Culture Gems. This is a series where I, Davis Green, talks to amazing creators, artists, cosplayers, voice actors, and so much more. If you like the interviews we do with our terrific guests, like, follow, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, the CFG channel. We release podcast, uh, Pop Culture Gems uh, on all podcast services and on our main website, confreaksandgeeks.com. Uh, today... I have not one, but two special guests on the show. One is an incredible voice actor whose career spans from my childhood, during my childhood growing up. She has voiced many anime characters throughout the years, like various Pokemon and Pokemon characters in the Pokemon series. Anna Kiyoma in uh, Shaman King, Mokuba Kaiba in Yu-Gi-Oh! Biscuit Kruger in Hunter x Hunter and several more. And my other guest is a renowned storyboard artist and illustrator who has worked on many different shows like Robot Chicken, Supermansion and Rick and Morty, just to name a few. Together, they are the host of a new podcast called Four Kids Flashback. I would like to welcome Tara Sands and Steve Yurko to the show. How are y'all doing today? Hello. Thank you for having us. Doing swell. Doing swell. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. I know, but no, I'm really glad y'all are able to uh, take some time for this. For this, I'm really, really hyped to kind of talk to you. Uh, uh, because like after I was like, like, I love like watching random, like, or listening to random podcasts. And I, I came across that and I'm like, I do remember four kids entertainment. <laughs> and this is, <laughs> so, so this was a really, really cool treat. So no, welcome, welcome, uh, welcome, welcome y'all. Well, it's Thank exciting you. to hear that you came across the podcast. So that means yeah. uh, <laughs> what we're doing is working. <laughs> yeah, Cause it's pretty niche. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. The more niche it is, I know the more niche it is like it's now it's more of a like the more of a like a a, a a underground treasure kind of situation. But no, but it's hey, whatever you're doing, just yeah, if definitely. If you do found some more. it, we're happy. Yeah. <laughs> that that's great. Well, well uh let's get started. So I'll uh, like I usually like to ask this, uh especially to all the voice acting guests I get over here, Tara uh Tara. So uh I just want to know what is your origin story? Like what got you into voice acting? Uh, So I grew up in New Jersey, not too far from New York City, and uh, I was always doing plays and all that stuff. And then in high school, I uh, went I was in a local singing competition at the Y and I did not win. I got second place. Uh, But there was an an agent there who said, hey, I'd like to send you on auditions. I said, sure. Great. Cool. Uh, And the first audition she sent me on was a first for a voiceover. And I, I really didn't know it that was i was like oh okay whatever sure i'll talk uh it was for wart cream compound w wart cream which is obviously very glamorous uh and uh i booked the job and i was i don't know i was like 16 years old or so i had to say something like ew gross a wart and uh <laughs> and my mom's like that, that's a job and you know so uh <laughs> I did the job. I loved it. Like just the minute I put on the headphones and was in the studio, I was like, this is cool. I want to do this. Um, So I, you know, at that point I just started auditioning for everything I could. Uh, Voiceovers were just one of them, but uh, yeah, it's, it's all I do now. I love it. I feel very lucky to talk a lot. Oh, so initially you weren't like what you weren't planning on wanting uh, to, you kind of learned into the world of voice acting itself. That's well, cool. I mean, honestly, we're we're all actors. Like, I know it's different now. I know, like, kids grow, grow up now, I think, in a different way watching this stuff. And I meet a lot of younger actors who were like, I, I, I've wanted to do anime my voices my whole life. Like, we didn't grow up thinking that. We're like, we want to be an actor, and this is one aspect of being an actor. So, to me, it's that's that's what this is. It's just an act. It's another acting job, but I can wear pajamas. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not wearing pajamas, but I could be. Oh, that is a good point. Well, thank you for dressing up for the moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one. <morning. laughs> All right. And uh, uh, Steve, also, uh, like, uh, and, uh, uh, like, also on your side, like, did you watch or what was it that uh, d- did you watch or see something that inspired you to become a storyboard art, a storyboard artist? Uh, I've always been watching cartoons since way back, as far as I can remember. I was. I grew up in front of a television for better or for worse. Like I could distinctly remember at a young age, just watching, you know, Disney animated films. I wouldn't say that inspired, that was what inspired me to be a storyboard artist. I think I just always wanted to be an artist and didn't quite have uh, uh, a clear trajectory until much later. I think 
I I had considered maybe doing animation or you know going to school to learn animation, but I opted to learn uh, comics instead. And then I had a lot of friends that were saying you should you should get into storyboarding. Uh, there's uh, you know there's more opportunities for work in L.A. and you could probably do this. And I was like, all right, I guess that's what I was gonna do. Funny enough, I think I was supposed to take a storyboard class in college, and then I I dropped out of it to take another class. <laughs> So. so you like went out of your way to not do the career that you're currently doing <laughs> that wow. you're currently I, doing now. It, it wasn't that I didn't want to take the class. I think there was just another class came came about, and I just had some friends like you should take this class. This teacher's great, and I'm thankful for that because uh, I'm still on uh, pretty good terms with that teacher to this day. So, oh, that's cool. Well, I mean, hey, you eventually got there, so I mean, it's not like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I need that class. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And uh, I mean, and I know, like, uh, after like uh, watching and listening to, to to you and your other uh, podcasts that you've done, like, I know that you're a big One Piece fan, and uh, uh, a little do- bit. Yeah, just, just just a smidge you know uh like uh do you like uh do you have a favorite character or do you have a favorite story arc oh yeah absolutely uh favorite character is sanji uh he's been since you know i think since like 2004 he's still my favorite character uh favorite story arc is water seven mm. wait and I seven. Think, yeah was oh, that the one with frankie yes yeah okay there's another favorite, but like, it's almost like sometimes you could tell like when someone got into the series, when they tell you their favorite arc, but that's like a water seven's a pretty, uh, yeah, that's an uncontroversial answer. I think a lot of people <laughs> will tell you that arc is their favorite, but really, I was, well, yeah. yeah, that was like, I, that was like the current arc when I was really getting into the series in Japan. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, here in the states it was much different <laughs> he prefers Man. the four kids version of one piece though he won't i know i want that off the record <laughs> that that is not that's not coming from me yeah he just walks around singing the rap yeah <laughs> the rap hey you know, no, the rap is iconic you gotta always look mm-hmm. I mean, it's always better i always love it i love that i, 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 I will I not that. deny it's Catchy. It's it's it's. it's See, place. at least I can get him to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, uh, yeah, my, one of my favorite um, arcs. It's actually kind of funny because someone actually dared me to watch it because I was uh, I was really against watching One Piece because I was like, this is way too many episodes. This is just <laughs> like I just I just can't do this. And uh, and I sat down one one day and I just did like I think all the way up to um um after the prison. Uh, the prison one uh, uh, arc where you have to try to yeah, save Ace or something. Down. Yeah, okay, impel so down. So you're about. Yeah. Well, like, no, I'm 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 at I'm at Whole Cake Island now. now. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. At, like I, oh, I but, just but finished. at that point you only had about maybe like 400, 500 episodes. Jesus, it's yeah. like okay. I'm I I will say this. I am I am not a hardcore One Piece fan, but I do I do say you know what once you've involved once you put in time in it you got you just got to see it through at this point. It's a full time <laughs> commitment. Like, I would say. It, yeah, it, 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 is, what, it is a full time commitment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my favorite though was a uh, CP9. I did like CP9. Was my favorite yeah. one with the uh, with Puma. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or, or Puma Lucci or whatever. Or, yeah, so that was yeah Lucci. Yeah, yeah, that was one of my favorites. But that's cool. Mm-hmm. And. um uh, and uh, like uh, like I said earlier, y'all re- le- uh, y'all recently released a new podcast called Four Kids Podcast, and uh, well, just want to uh, have time to uh, have to have time to to say like what is what is the podcast fully about? In y'all's words, well, uh, <laughs> so I I've always wanted to sort of tell the story. I've worked at Four Kids for many years back in the late '90s, early 2000s, and uh, as a voice actor and. But now when I do these, I do convention appearances and I get asked just tons of questions about four kids that I do not have the answers to. Um, Or I get thanked for like, thank you for my childhood. It's something I hear a lot. And I want to say, no, 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 it wasn't me. It was all these other people who who contributed to these shows, like the behind the scenes people that don't get to go to these conventions and have that. It's such an, an amazing experience to meet. The, the fans of these shows and or sometimes I get yelled at for the bad stuff that four kids does and I say don't yell at me I, I'll tell you who to yell at so I was like someone's got to tell that there's an oral history of this of this company there that no one's really told um 
So I was like, you know what? It's got to be now because our memories are only getting worse. Uh, So I connected with a podcast company called Maji Media. And I spoke with Zach and I was like, Zach, I want to do this, but I need a co-host who knows a lot more about anime than I do (laughs) and who would would be fun to do this with. And he introduced me to Steve and it worked out great. I mean, you can tell them how you fit into it, but he was like, we have, we're coming at it from such different sides that it it really makes Mm -hmm. sense. Oh yeah. Should I, should I, say how the show was pitched to me or at least oh, yeah. I would love to know how the show was Uh-oh. pitched to you yes. I would too wait what okay you know, like, like what Tara said was true but then I was told it's like you're the target audience for this <laughs> well, you are like, and I was like sort yeah because I yeah like I'm an anime fan I wouldn't say I'm the most experienced anime fan or the most knowledgeable there's tons of it. I I will often get you know it's a running gag that I have not seen many anime but I have like this I guess investment uh with the dubbing side of it and with four kids as well um controversy aside like I was still very familiar with a lot of like the actors and a lot of the dubs that were produced there and I still <laughs> I remember them pretty well. well wait a um, second. Let's also <laughs> say <laughs> So no, Steve was like the right age for a lot of this stuff. Like he at first was like they would have con- like art contests at four kids and I didn't find out from him till recently that he actually submitted artwork and was a finalist mm-hmm. for some wow. of the four kids. Yeah, which is awesome. And also he was one of the angry teenagers on the message boards writing yeah. about four kids, which is awesome because again, we have different questions we want answered, you know? Mm-hmm. No offense, Steve, but it sounds like you are the target audience. <laughs> yeah, no, it's <laughs> most like most kids went and just like moved on with their lives and cared about other things. But I was always just like, remember what this one character sounded or I remember this one like voice <laughs> actor, they were great. Or I remember this weird edit. Yeah, I. It's, it's a um, lot of why'd they do that? Yeah, it's a lot of that. Yeah, like that's the thing. And like even people have like come to like uh, us, uh, yeah, like Manji Media, they're like, oh, you should, you know, you should talk about all these other dubs. And I'm like, well, like maybe, but like it was already like, we like, like there, there's so many things. We're, we're not going to, we're not going to know why some changes yeah. were made. Yeah. Uh, and and Tara came along, and I'm like, this is our best chance. <laughs> like, this is our, <laughs> you know. Well, I and at also, least I, have the I at least have the email addresses. I mean, that's the most yeah. helpful part of it all. So, like, uh, so like, originally, uh, like, so, oh no, I'm sorry, but yeah. uh, I was just wondering. So, the, originally, the idea was your idea was your was your idea that you pitched out, and then y'all just, and then it just kind of slowly gemmed and merged merged the two of you together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, uh, I mean, early episodes, like our banter is probably we are awkward, like because we were yeah. literally just getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we as, as soon as it was like the, you know, it was decided that we were doing this, it kind of quickly. Yeah, we just like quickly jumped right into it. You know, we were we were, you know, because a lot, a lot of our interviews, well, all our interviews are pre-recorded, but mm-hmm. we were starting off really quick and we kind of just yeah we well, had, to, I had to take advantage wow. he was it was during mm-hmm. the strike and steve was out of was not working at the time because of that right. so i was like let's cram as many in as we can right now because now his schedule is a little bit bananas so <laughs> now, now it's starting to catch up now this yeah. uh, now you're trying to catch up with mm-hmm. the work well, that's good to have. that's cool man that's, that is crazy but to, but to be fair though it's uh, like i think it's interesting because four kids is an enigma to me because like don't get me wrong like it's it's a very interesting aspect of how four kids ran as a company overall like because Mm -hmm. of like how bad they butchered the shows that they did uh, that they did own and but yet they were at one point in time they were really i mean they were just explosive there was just a ton of different kinds of shows that they were just pushing out and uh, it was also introducing more and more anime to the states faster yeah. than what nor- what we would would than than uh, uh, no other because I think the op the other opposition was Funimation but that was like at in its infantile state too so I mean right no so I think this is a perfect podcast to be like what the heck like how like how did all this work yeah. <laughs> uh, work 
very cool uh and uh i'm just wondering though too i'm like uh, like i've listened to your podcast and i've I've been loving like the banter i love the uh, interviews that you've been doing that y'all been getting to as well uh in it but uh but like what made you like want to create the podcast specifically about four kids entertainment well i i mean the truth the truth is i wanted to learn how to produce a podcast uh mm. it was just something i wanted to learn how that's that skill and i that's been for a few years and I, but I did not want to do a podcast that had been done a million times. So until I was set on what I wanted to do, I refused to make a podcast because I mean, listen, every, who doesn't have a podcast right now? Uh, So, and, and at first I kind of wanted to like, I wanted a more scandalous version of this podcast. And then I thought, Oh, what if I just do the actors? And then I realized, wait a second, it's all I, all I need to do is interview everybody I possibly can who worked there because people and humans are interesting regardless. Like there's something interesting about everybody, even if their specific for kids story is not. Uh, if you're good at your job and if I do enough research and Steve does enough research and we look something up, we can figure, I mean, there's like one of the first guys we interviewed uh, was raised in, I can't remember, but there was a religious aspect to it. And I thought, oh my God, I could do a whole hour on this. Uh, I better get back to four kids. So I, I, I'm enjoying just talking to people more and we get back to the four kids of it all, but the people we've interviewed have been awesome. And my biggest regret is not knowing them better when I worked there. So that's been really interesting to me. No, that's cool. I like to think there's like two different sides to the show. Uh, cause what, you know, what I enjoy with Tara brings is like, this is Tara talking with her peers and they're sharing their experiences, like, uh, sharing stories, sharing their, their like time in New York. Uh, and I love that. And it was, you know, as a New Yorker too, I, I really enjoy that aspect, but then I come in as the nerd and then ask <laughs> them like, what was the deal with this? Or do you know whose decision this was? Or do you remember th- that's and so it's there's good there's balance there yeah and i don't know and i also like i i try my best not to just ask like the most convention <laughs> like questions you would hear in a panel and i'm i my my excitement for the show is like cool i want there to be like at, like some authentic uh stories from working there and some answers because i think like people on the internet love to just uh theorize or mm. spread a lot of misinformation and i thought this would be I, I always thought like this is a good thing like we this should be out there we're trying mm-hmm. to set the record straight unfortunately <laughs> it's many years later so memory isn't perfect but oh, we're trying yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, you do it, you do it whatever you can, you know, <laughs> you know, and, uh, yeah. yeah, and I definitely understand the struggle on trying to not have the simple convention question. So I definitely understand the struggle is definitely real on that. And, uh, and like, but, uh, you, Tara, like, how was your personal experience, experience working, uh, with four kids? I loved the, the work itself. I mean, listen, I love doing f- fun voices and, but it was, we worked quickly. And we didn't all, always know what was going on. Like we would just jump to our, like we didn't get scripts ahead of time. We would just jump to our lines in, in the show. And so I, I felt like I didn't really know what was going on there other than my, my lines. <laughs> Wait, um, you, I, you didn't get scripts ahead of no. time? Like, Oh just, no, we still mm. don't. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. No. Oh man. Yeah, so we would we were very very dependent on the directors, but often you know the directors would fill you in a little bit, but you were rush. You know, time was money. Listen, at the end of the day, Four Kids was a for profit company. You know, this was that comes up a lot in in our interviews. Like, time was money, um, and we f- felt that. I mean, you'll hear in some of our interviews like them trying to cut back on our rates, and we were part of this like. It was a frustrating place to work in that we knew how successful certain things were, but we were not necessarily treated as part of the project. Um, everyone saying, was nice enough to us, but <laughs> yeah. When you're saying we, were you talking about like you're referring to like the voice actors. actors and stuff? Yeah. Okay. So like, uh, like how bad, like how bad was the discrepancy between between like the like I mean, I mean, don't want to t- numbers, but like, <laughs> was it astronomically bad or was it just like a would you what would you compare it to? Um, 
I mean, dubbing rates historically have not been great in general. Uh, th that's changed a little. I mean, again, that's a major other conversation. But historically, because anime was not so successful uh, for many years, and, and I mean, Pokemon really changed the game, but dubbing rates did not catch up uh, till recently. So, which is such a bummer. I mean, with the and now again, it's getting so much more respect than it used to, which is so much fun to to see. It's a you know, it's a shame that it wasn't then, but I love seeing the uh, the conventions have been awesome for that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so I but again, I loved my job there. I loved going to work there. I, you know, some of my best friends are some of the people I worked with and who were the directors and actors and. Uh, but I did not know what was going on at the company. I did not know they were making all these changes to the anime. Again, it was because of standards and practices and because the shows were for children. But I didn't know people hated us. I didn't know, <laughs> you know, the message board. So it, this has been a, a major education for me, which is cool. I And I don't have a big ego about it. So it's mm -hmm. I can handle it. <laughs> So like so with the times when you would like when you realize that people are just like were was making fun of some of the dubs like I mean I mean Pokemon was probably not not much of a I don't think there was not a lot well, of jelly hate on aside that. from jelly donuts yeah yeah, yeah. but like uh, but like uh, like Yu Gi Oh I think would probably be a one that was would be a big one I would say that was kind of starting up like how when did you kind of realize that there was actually a pool of people hating the dubs over the uh like that kind like of like a few years ago like really that recent <laughs> yeah. well wait was it it didn't really enter honestly it didn't really enter my life until i was doing conventions or like i'd see like a joke about four kids but and also the changes they were making were because for standards and practices these it wasn't like four kids was like we want to take out the blood they had to or they would have been yeah. sued so i didn't know that people were angry about it i just figured people oh they get that they can't do this but and then you know they tried to remedy steve knows all about this like they tried to remedy that a little bit by putting out uncut versions but that didn't necessarily take off um but it's just funny when they would yell at me because i was like you realize i had nothing to do with that i like, read the script and that was it you know i wasn't like the, the part of the the decision making yeah. room of like hey let's put darts instead of <laughs> instead yeah. of arrows I didn't, I didn't decide that mokuba was going to get kidnapped 27 times like i didn't <laughs> i would i was just as surprised as you were yeah but tara you did you, you've mentioned this before like how when you moved to la and you were doing voice work in la for different studios and you noticed there was a quite a yeah. different approach uh as you were used to in new york yeah in that and, and i mean maybe it's just in the way they worked but like four kids often didn't get episodes ahead of time so they it wasn't treated as seriously because often we didn't know what was going on in la there was like a different reverence for for dubbing and maybe that's simply because they had more information i don't really know why it was so different but like when you're saying like they didn't have episodes ahead of time, are we talking about like the localization was didn't do the full translations of the episodes before they like and then they were like threat like hot, hot off the plate, like off the press. Here you go. There you, it's like deal with it kind of thing. We were getting faxed pages of Pokemon as we recorded. <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> That is it got, I mean, it changed. It did change, but it was often because it would come in from Japan. And sometimes, mm -hmm. I mean, we spoke to we interviewed someone yesterday, actually, uh, who was the producer of Yu-Gi-Oh! And he said that sometimes it was that they would ask their Japanese counterparts, like, what's hey, what's coming up? So they could know, like, if a if someone was going to turn into a bad guy, like how to write th those kinds of things. Sometimes they weren't told because the Japanese team wanted to keep it a secret. Sometimes it was because the Japanese team didn't know yet where it was going. So again, and, and manga, you know, I've been kind of bummed that more people at four kids weren't reading the manga ahead of time. But the truth is, is maybe that wouldn't have necessarily helped since there are often so many changes from the manga. So that That's might've true. even sent them down the wrong path. Um, mm. But there, it is funny because there, we haven't run into any, four kids employees who were like really anime fans before they started working there and i'm curious to to find one that was like i i think that would be an interesting interview right. well i mean to be fair though like like i said like four kids like 
literally this is the start of the the ramp up of animate so y'all were kind of <laughs> y'all were kind of setting the building blocks of that you know to kind of yeah. get to that point so I, I, uh, I would refer to it as like the first anime bubble of like the early 2000s it really is just, like, yeah across yeah, the because, board yeah because like fundamentally like like when toonami decided to cre- when they created that anime block with like gundam wing and Dragon Ball Z and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That was like, oh, cool. Then you had the new. Then they introduced some new ones, like with like Tenchi Buyo and uh, Outlaw Star and things like that. They were like, we were starting to get a little bit of the taste. But it was like when, revolutionary. Yeah, that oh, wasn't done. Yeah, big time. But then when four kids decided to say, okay, we're going to bring Pokemon, and then we didn't know what Pokemon. I mean, I'm pretty sure no one knew what Pokemon was when that came no out. No one did. No, not when it yeah. was airing at like six thirty in the morning R- right? for me. Yeah. And six thirty in the morning. Wow, that's yeah. A terrible yeah, time. I, I, when I, yeah, well, they got well, yeah, that it was syndication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it started, uh, and uh, it worked because <laughs> that quickly, is amazing. Like, like a yeah. month later, I think the game was out, and people oh, knew. Oh yeah. So. You're totally right because, like, I mean, then then all of a sudden it was like, then you had the other shows like Digimon and all these other ones that were coming and were like oh, trying to kind of not want to copy from Pokemon, but they were rather like they knew that was successful, so they thought the others were right. going to be successful to it. Oh yeah. Well, but, uh, there's but, something yeah. about the artwork, like to go back to like see what you do too. Like I, mm-hmm. I am not, I can't draw for shit. Can I say shit? Uh, I can't draw at all. Mm-hmm. So when I see someone like Steve or like, there's something about this artwork and there's something about these characters that draws children in. And I don't, it's that X factor thing. Um, and I, I've rarely ever seen that with any other show, like whether it just be the cards or it's just the TV show, or it's just the game. There is something about the artwork that is making and kids who are watching didn't know it was anime. They just liked the cartoon. Um, but they, they did something magical with that. And again, for all their flaws and all the crazy and whatever, they did something right with, with Pokemon and the original artists really did something right with Pokemon. Yeah. That's, that's very, that's very well. And uh, did you ever get any input or any roles that that, in roles that you played while working with them? Like, like, did they give you your, like your two cents or nothing? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, no, I mean, the truth is the Japanese side. Yeah. Oh, from the Japanese or from the oh, we never had any. Unfortunately, never had any contact with with the Japanese. Well, not side. the Japanese, but more like the localization itself. Like you get to a point where you know you've, you've been playing your character. I mean, you've been playing oh. like some of these characters forever, and then you'd be like, okay, I don't feel like it's something that this would that he he or she would yeah. say. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, absolutely. Like things like that. Like if you know, all of a sudden, if if something was written very formally, and I was like, oh no, like my character is very informal, and we I we often did rewrites on the fly, so it was mm-hmm. because. Because like we we always knew there was a bunch of different writers on on certain shows. So like we knew like, oh, this one tends to write too many words for the lip flap. This one writes too few. We're probably going to have to adjust. So because we were rewriting on the fly, it was very collaborative. But those were not like story changes. Those were just yeah. like little character things. Grammar I kind mean, of thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. But but again, it did feel collaborative, which was was fun. I, I mean, that's. Uh, that's some of my fa- even today like we do rewrites on the fly and i kind of love it and i have to shut my mouth sometimes because i don't want to ever overstep but <laughs> right well i mean kind of find it fun, like man like it, it, the way you're describing i mean don't get me wrong it sounds like it's a cool, cool environment but at the same time it sounds like the the, the environment you were in was insane <laughs> like, well, literally, it, was was crazy. The, it was exciting i mean literally like once they built their own studios there were at least five or six i think i'm maybe misremembering just so much going on there. And I mean, it was a creative hub. You know, you had the music people on site, you had the artists on site. It was as a creative, there was nothing more exciting than that. And working, I mean, we were really young. We were all in our, you know, twenties back then. And most, most of the company was very young. It was, so it didn't feel, it, it felt crazy sometimes, but you thrive on that at that age. Now I wouldn't want to work like that, but like back then, oh my god! Like, and I'd be yeah. running to auditions, and I mean, it was awesome. That's true. That's true. Okay, well, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> well, I mean, but then again, though, too, it's like I'm just thinking, like, I mean, man, like they made like Sonic, uh, Sonics, like uh, so many different, uh, like Super Muscle, uh, Ultimate so many different muscle. ones. Yeah, Ultimate Muscle. All these different ones came at the same time, and they had different, and then just how they just kind of wired like the the actors and just to get it to just to get them out on saturday for for saturday yeah. morning it's 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 a miracle i, well, I they, would have to say to. it's a flat out miracle 
because they they purchased that time slot. They purchased the Fox box. So mm-hmm. that was a I mean, if you, you listen to Norman Groswald's interview, he talks about how when that was up for sale, that time slot, it's, all these unique circumstances led to that time slot being available. He had to fill it. Um, there wasn't really a choice. <laughs> like <laughs> they're like, either we do this and we run like, you know, they hit the ground running. So he was like, we have this many hours of television to fill. Uh, that's uh, I, I, not a job I would want, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, and I'm um, and uh, and uh, you, Tara, working during the four kids era, and you, Steve, watching it as a kid, have two different exciting perspectives of the same company itself. And like, was there anything that you found out about four kids that you were surprised about learning while doing the podcast, Steve? You, you definitely, I know some that Steve found out. Oh, yeah, um. <laughs> Like the kanji, why the kanji was changed. That was a yeah. Um, I think that was like a question I was wondered while watching. Like why, like even instances of English uh, text are removed from the show, and uh, and that was revealed. I think because often that the four the the four kids produced dub, they would try pitching that to other countries. So like say for example, if France wanted the show, four kids sends them that edited version. So all I have to do is just do the French dialogue and they don't have to worry about there being English there, despite it mm-hmm. being like a French dub. It was, yeah. yeah, it was meant to kind of have more worldwide, uh, worldwide appeal. That's something that's sort of, I'm trying to think of some other things. So are we uh, talking about like, you'd be like the, like they actually were, they, they changed the completely changed the kanji from the animation just so uh, not just that they, they would take out English. Uh, oh. any anytime there was there were written words it was mm-hmm. just removed completely if they could the like there was slate. something I, like there was like a horse stable in some episode and it said i guess it must have said like something ranch so instead of changing the to 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 different the lettering they just put pictures of horses so that yeah. it could be in, used in any country uh. which was great because it's you know it was more of a long process and expense for the english team to do that but then it could basically be like cut and paste when it went you know all they had to do was the the recording that makes sense so it makes it it would probably be overall cheaper in the long run so they don't yeah. have to go through the same production line that's that's pretty cool wow I that's pretty impressive. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it came down to money like that. Again, mm-hmm. these were all financial decisions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's oh wow. No, well, yeah, I guess I make that all. It always, always, it's always going to come down right. to money yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes down to that. And uh, like uh, and uh, besides like, you know, the obvious uh, uh, Steve, like like I know with One Piece, but like are there other shows that you were uh, anime shows that you were a fan of while growing up? Uh, four kids specifically, or just in general? Uh, let's say let's uh, say in general, yeah, because four kids is a little bit of a oh, stretch. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No offense. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I you know I was I was a I was a Shaman King fan. I was a disgruntled hmm. Shaman King fan, but I, uh, <laughs> I I will say like I think uh, it, like that was a series I was liking because I was reading the manga in Shonen Jump at the time. And I remember, you know, they announced they did a newer Shaman King anime a few years ago. And I remember texting a friend of mine and I'm like, dude, they're getting all the dub voice actors back. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I remember like uh, one of my friends, we both love the series and like, you know, we're kind of like, yeah, it's like, I mean, we wish we had an uncut dub. But we would always say like, you know, it's like a lot of the voices were on point. It was just, you know, it's it's just like it's more of a younger demographic dub. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you mentioned Toonami, you know, it's like, I, you know, I, I watched like a bunch of stuff on Toonami. I mean, I was like a, you know, I was a Dragon Ball guy. I was a Yu Yu Hakusho guy. Um, mm-hmm. I, like anything like Toonami and Adult Swim was like offering, I would at least watch once <laughs> to see whether or not <laughs> I would keep going with it. But those are like two big ones for me. And like, and like the Shonen Jump magazine, when that started coming out here in the States was like a huge influence on me as well. Um, but yeah, those are yeah, those are some of my favorites, and then like One Piece as well. Oh, okay, <laughs> if, cool. that, if if you didn't know already, yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and uh, Tara, I mean, I know that you may have you may have not have been into anime, but now I mean, you've been now you've been in the game long enough. Is there anything that was like in the series that, that might have caught your interest that you've been like, you know, this is cool? No, <laughs> no, I'll be I'll be honest. It, because I started working on it from you know pretty early 
age when it became more accessible, it feels like work to me to watch it. I start counting lip flaps. I listen to it. I'm not, I can't just sit back and enjoy it. I wish I could. Is that like um, that for anime or is that like that for any cartoon <laughs> or, or whatever? It's, there are very few cartoons. I mean, it's like that for really for an animation too. I, I can watch South Park. Uh, there are a few that I, but again, it's because those are real. It's not about the animation on that show. It's about mm-hmm. the humor on that show. So it's like, I'm not distracted because it's not supposed to be beautifully animated or so there's there's certain things i can watch but not not a ton it's a it's a shame i watch stuff that's like the opposite of this it's really weird now i get it sometimes <laughs> i i need like a palate cleanser like i really want to get back to watching succession you know it's like yeah i've, yeah. I've surrounded myself totally. with enough cartoons for the day i no, i gotta I see totally, some real people i totally understand <laughs> i totally i totally understand that's why i wasn't like you know yeah i, I yeah I, it's not far-fetched for, to even think about it. i definitely understand that like if you work mm. at a pizza shop like if you work in a pizza place you're probably not eating pizza, <laughs> pizza. for dinner that often anymore mm-hmm. yeah well maybe <laughs> that maybe is a terrible example but yeah because i could eat pizza every day i love that pizza yeah <laughs> yeah okay I think <laughs> oh that's funny and i mean in the in your podcast you talk to like other voice actors and people behind the scenes who made four kids uh four kids grow um i mean I hate to to ask like which one like to say which one is your favorite episode, but like I will say which is the would you I would I will I'll be fair. Which is mm-hmm. the one care uh, like the the person so far in, in the people that you've uh, interviewed? Which is the one that you found like the one of the most interesting interesting interviews that y'all that y'all have done so far? I mean, I, I don't want to, certain ones, certain people there also directed and r- wrote and did those things. So from that aspect, it was kind of cool to hear like someone like uh, Ted Lewis or Darren Dunstan, who had multiple jobs there. Uh, mm. So that was fun because I kind of didn't, I just didn't know that. Or like, I mean, someone like Megan Hollingshead, who's been a close friend for so many years i've never interviewed her like when we when we talk we talk about our lives currently like mm-hmm. i never <clears throat> got i never ask her in-depth questions about uh her journey to voiceover because it's not what's happening today and we're keeping up uh mm-hmm. so that's been fun I, it's fun to see steve meet my friends like that's been that's been kind of neat. Yeah, like I, I will say, I'll, I'll answer it like this. Um, definitely, like I, you know, I was more familiar with a lot of the voice actors before going into the show, and it's really cool to like hear from them and like meet some of them uh, because you know, I, like I'm not even like a lot. A lot of them do do conventions. Some of them don't. So it's sometimes it's almost like a rare opportunity to get to yeah. talk to them. But I think some of some of the most compelling episodes, and I hope people aren't thinking of skipping out on these ones are like the ones from the people that were writing there yeah. who were working in post-production. Th- like th- this is where some like the, like the, the real tea. Th- yeah. There's some yeah. real gems in these interviews. I think, you know, one just comes to mind and it's just not, uh, you know, a favorite over the other, but Mike Pecorello's interview mm-hmm. is really fascinating. Just, you know, not just his experience working at four kids, but just, he worked in children's, television you know before going to four kids and i yeah. think just his his journey and just uh hearing about the different approaches from different networks is something fascinating to me especially someone who works in tv oh yeah, yeah that, that's cool yeah like i love like i love y'all's uh um you know the episode i watched uh recently that i was like wow this is pretty kind of cool was uh sean conrad and, oh uh, yeah. yeah 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 he has a yeah his crazy has a crazy background that like yeah. oh, oh when he got to that he, point that was amazing i had no idea like that was i knew him as an engineer i didn't know he was this rap god like <laughs> I, it never i'm sorry i'm i'm choking on something uh it never came up and i like what a cool thing to find out that this person you you knew that long ago had this like secret other life <laughs> I know, right? And now, I mean, hey, he had, like I said, like one of my favorite intros of all time is that One Piece rap. So, oh, because, <laughs> because it's I'm like, uh, 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 my friends and I always tell, I always talk to him about it, and I was like, dude, have you ever seen the, have you ever seen a series that tells you the whole story <laughs> that's going on before you watch the, before you watch it? It's like, oh, you gotta watch the One Piece. I rap. mean, 
<laughs> that's the, I mean, that's the style like uh, at the time, I think, you know, that's like, you know, that's a concept you don't see in general anymore, not just in anime, but yeah, that's very, you know, the, you know, the, you know, Brady get bunch. all the information yeah. across. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's a forgotten art, but you know, it's, there's no denying that like, you have four kids like did a phenomenal job and we'll uh, on those and we'll definitely talk more about the music in coming episodes. Yeah. Uh, and and guess what? It more fascinating stories. So, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, like, I, and I kind of want to know your own opinion, Steve. Uh, like, like how, like, so how bad are you not a fan of the One Piece dub, the Four Kids dub? <laughs> oh, like, tell them about your podcast. <laughs> okay, um, it's like Tara. Do I have permission to talk about? The show? <laughs> yes, um, it's it's. I didn't want to turn anyone off with the title of it, but yes, go, no, go for it's, it. Well, I I remember more like more attention got on the uh, now defunct uh, Four Kids English dub of One Piece. There was like a Twitter account called uh, Four Kids One Piece Out of Context that popped up like like four years ago, and it was getting spread around. And like I remembered all this stuff, uh, but you know, like I got a laugh out of people. And Zach, you know, from Maji Media, like he thought like uh, me and my uh, fellow co-host Alex, like you guys should do a podcast on this. Uh, but he was like, we'll set a Patreon like goal. It's like, if we get this amount of like uh, backers and we reach this amount on Patreon, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. And, so, and then it took a while. Then it happened. I'm like, well, I guess we got to do it. So <laughs> Alex and I watched through every episode of that dub. How many episodes is it? <laughs> It's a little hundred, I think. Oh, I really? Hundred and twelve. I'm going off the top of my head right now. Oh my now. god! Okay. Uh, and they and they cut episodes too. They, they that's not even like the, what? That's not uh, even. Dude. Yeah. Poor so Steve they, had to watch every single freaking <laughs> episode. I, I will say this: I probably like you know there there might be some fans of other shows that'd be like, oh, they butchered this, and I'm like, eh, this isn't so bad, you know. It's like I think I'm One Piece biased, of course, so I think I'm kind of going in with a little more like, hmm, did they really capture the spirit? And I think also with the show, it's like it's also it's one of, it's me and my best friends like just having a good time, you know. It's like we're 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 trying to have a thoughtful critique, but also just like not take everything so seriously. Um, there's like <laughs> there, there's good and bad with the four kids yeah. stuff. I will say that in my honest opinion, um, it's <laughs> there was a lot more of it that I'm thought like I, I think because like each episode we review four episodes at a time. You know, after not would come out and be like, yeah, this was pretty faithful. You know, like, you know, they kind of stuck to like, this is like at its core, this is the series, but it has its four kids flair. Mm-hmm. Uh, not how I wanted the series to be dubs, you know, but, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. I'll get, say get, that. Get what you got. <laughs> I mean, hilarious. I think I, 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 <laughs> I think I asked this question when we wrapped up and I'm like, let's get this out of the way. Is this the worst dub ever produced? And we both said, no. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I mean, look, I mean, but that's true. Because like, again, the the acting wasn't what was the majority of the complaint. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yeah. I mean, there. But again, I mean, you look at some of those voice actors; they're phenomenal. You know. And yeah. I, I, I'm totally not trying to save face here. This is what I would constantly <laughs> say on the show, and I'm like, there's some really talented people on here. It's. See, you know, what I, you know what I think though too, because I totally agree. Like I like I've watched I did watch a hundred and some episodes of the four kids though. I think I stopped at twenty, but but I was like <laughs> <laughs> but like <clears throat> I think the biggest thing for me was personally was when they add like I understand like what you were saying, the small things when they remove things because of they wanting to make it cheaper, that's fine. But when they purposely add or when they add something <laughs> big, like that doesn't make any sense, like, like uh what? I, Oh, <laughs> I think the biggest one was I. The one that sticks out to me specifically is the. Um, they were originally like supposed to be darts or something that gets impaled. Now I understand that like like they got impaled into the person, but they had to change it into sucker darts. So like uh, poison, yeah. suction yeah, poison suction cups. Yes, yeah, poison cups. suction cups, and I'm like. What is that like? I mean, and don't get me wrong. Like you said, it's for kids and stuff like uh-huh. that. And then, and then, uh, and I understand why they were doing it. But that, but at the same time, I'm like, I just hate when they do that because this it, it reminds me 
of the time of uh i don't know if you ever heard of a thing called uh with ocean dubs the ocean dub dragon ball z oh yeah yeah have you heard of it oh you gotta watch oh, ju- we've talked a little bit about ocean <laughs> oh god ocean dub dragon ball z was like a beast in itself like to say that is better is, is better than yeah yeah because that was the one when they were literally making ad lib lines inside the inside the dubs so they could say oh this is a violent fighting uh, fighting uh, anime but we can't make it a violent fighting anime so they had so they made things like they blow up a town and then they said oh thank god it's a sunday so no one's it's inside sunday, the city yeah. and stuff i'm just like what like this doesn't make well, any sense i mean the more but, interesting <laughs> interview is really with the standards and practice people than it is with work kids because like, again, you get one of them on a bad day and then mm. they're like, absolutely not with the darts. And then their counterpart <laughs> is there the next day who's like, oh, the darts are fine. So, so much of this was arbitrary, but mm-hmm. four kids and an ocean, I'm sure, too, don't want to risk a lawsuit. That so, mm-hmm. so that's I mean, that's the crux of it. It's like you kind of have to overcorrect to mm-hmm. avoid a lawsuit. Which yeah, is it, it's shame. almost being it's being safe than sorry. Right. But um, I mean, yeah. again, I want kids to be safe. I, I hope I don't sound yeah. callous. But oh, I'm not. I, no, no, yeah. I don't think. I mean, I'm not saying it, should they should they have not have removed it. No, they absolutely shouldn't have. Oh, no, they should remove. They should do what they needed to do because to make it censored. Because mm-hmm. they're trying to show. They're trying to broaden their horizons for for the uh, for their uh, for the demographic, which is fine. But however. Mm-hmm. They should have at least have something available for for like you know well, they got, like they got something there. they got there. they got there. They in were the end. way too late when that happened. <laughs> were they? they? I, I will say like I, the thing is with the uh, you know the ocean dub episodes. Uh, yeah, despite all those edits, uh, phenomenal voice cast. <laughs> <laughs> they did have a phenomenal uh, voice cast. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, they, I was those... with, I go to conventions with those guys. Yeah, I some love, of them yeah. are great. Yeah. Uh-huh. Those those episodes. Sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna get nerdy here for a second. Uh, those <laughs> were made for syndication, uh, for you know for cable channels, and mm-hmm. the, and the standards of practice there are m- way more stricter than Cartoon Network because because mm-hmm. oh. Cartoon Network just you know they they bought the rights to air those episodes, and when it became a huge hit, and then when they started producing more episodes, they're like. Okay, we don't we don't have to go as crazy with the edits. Like you could tell. So, I, Tara, hang hang tight here. I'm gonna get specific. <laughs> I love this. Here. Yeah. <laughs> when they did season three, I say in air quotes, like the the Frieza saga stuff. Mm-hmm. The 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 amount of changes goes down tremendously. And also at that point, Funimation was producing, and you know they were they had an uncut version available. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wouldn't say it was too late because. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Ball Z uh, is doing just fine. <laughs> oh, Dragon Ball Z is going to be Dragon Ball Z. Actually, it's funny. I yeah. actually talked. I talked to well at the time. I talked to the founder of Funimation about that uh, because originally he took a well, he took a big risk about Dragon Ball Z initially when he first bought mm-hmm. it to uh, the localization. And then though, when I was asking him about it, I was like, "Wow, so like because I mean because he was he." Had an issue with ocean dubs, not 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 to the, not the cast, like you said, not the voice actors, but just the way how things were supposed to be, uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, be towards it. But he thought that well, the biggest issue was the fact that we only had a certain amount of episodes that ocean dubs stopped at, and then they had to, they they looped it, and uh, yeah. he was uh, but then he was like saying that he wanted to see a different kind of aspect to making it as uns- uh, 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 at like less t- touch than what they did initially from I believe Ocean Dub was can- Canadian at the time. Yeah. I think it was from Can yeah can- Canada. Yep. Uh, and then they were wanting to just say kind of leave it as as close to the to the original as they possibly can. They did have a censored version, but they didn't do what like they didn't go above and beyond what they, what those shit what, what they did to uh, to uh, to that level though too. Yeah, so, to no, all the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but I mean, I lo- in my heart, I I would lo- I I would love the ocean because you're right. The cast, the, the English cast in the ocean does was a really good was a really good cast. I totally agree with you there. But, They're uh, phenomenal. But, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's, that's uh, and not saying anything about the the <laughs> the, the people that uh, preceded them. Uh, but, I was yeah. with one of them recently who told me just how great they were. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it was really funny because I've never seen I seen it, but it was a really fun conversation. And he's like, like just I I don't know what their process. I I actually should ask him more questions because I don't know really what the process there was with all of that. But mm-hmm. I mean they they were really proud of of some of like 
the work that they did on it. So well, I should, should probably be, yeah. watch it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, but no, but uh, no, man. Yeah, I know we kind of I digress way beyond all this, That's but, but still, well, I do apologize on that. But uh, but yeah, but anyways, uh, before before uh, let you go, one more thing, like because uh, folks, you need to listen to Four Kids, uh, the, uh, the this Four Kids podcast. It was a it's an amazing podcast. Uh, uh, that wow. you need that you check about uh, ch- uh, check these uh, check these cool uh, folks out. Uh, where what is the best way uh, people can check you out, or if they could if they want to check uh, see the episodes or support you support you? Oh, Steve is very good at this part. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you could go to our website. That's fourkidsflashback.com. That's the number four, not the word four, <laughs> not f o u r, not f o r. Just the number four, kids flashback. F O R E, you didn't even say not F O R E. So, oh, okay. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> for those people, we're not golf oh. fans here. The not um, the number four. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you could start there and everywhere, you know, you get your podcasts will be linked there. But, like, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcast. Um, but if you're that invested in our show, if you go over to Patreon, if you sign up for our Patreon, we'll post up even more like bonus content out there. We're digging up, we're finding some old videos and some old scripts. And if you like the podcast that much and you want to listen to the following, <laughs> the, the, the upcoming episode a week early and without all those pesky ads, we also give you that too. That's on our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash four kids flashback. Same is it thing. the number four or is it the word for? Uh, it's the number four. Oh, it's, okay, good. You know, good. We, we like up. consistency. Yeah, so yeah. we, Keep it for, uh, and also like you know, and we're on like social media, uh, for kids flashback everywhere. But I think Instagram, right? I think Instagram actually you have to spell out the the. the well, word no, for. It's, it comes up if you put in four, but my username have to be f o u r, so it's confusing. But if you just put in the number four, and this is why I always have to say it because certain platforms, like like if I had to put my first and last name, I would put the number four. <laughs> and they're like, that's not your name. <laughs> that is so weird that they would do it that way. Oh, uh, that is no. cool. Yeah, but hey, no, but that it, it was it's great. No, but guys, definitely check out Four Kids Flashback. I know if you're as old as me and you remember your childhood, you would re- you the the stories you will be like, oh, I remember these people or or this <laughs> thing. Definitely check them out. It's really really cool, Tara. Uh, Steve, thank you so much for uh, for geeking out with me today. It was really cool. Thank cool you. you. Yeah, it was thank really you. fun. <clears throat> and uh, folks, if you definitely love the interview uh, like I, that we did today, you can also check it out on any of our podcast services. We're on all services as well. Po- uh, Apple, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. Uh, or or if you just want to go check out our main website, go to our main website. Confreaksandgeeks.com has the full library of all these awesome interviews as well. So once again, this is Davis signing out. Y'all. Take it easy.